This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Did it work? Yeah. yeah. Great. It worked, Don. <laughs> <laughs> you got to fix the computer, damn it. All right. <laughs> well, hi, guys. How are you doing? Uh, this is Don McIntyre, your Southern Flame with the Loud Spot, and this is Skipping Stone. Hi, guys. <laughs> so Hello. we were briefly talking about dick pics, <laughs> and we're going to start this conversation out right. Dick pics as soon as we were on. <laughs> you can have one too. <laughs> I think that that is the best and most appropriate, the only appropriate um, dick pic that will be ever. <laughs> it's, it's great promotion. We can just drop them all over town. It will. I mean, come on. <laughs> Nobody wants just your random dick pic except for that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> it gets a lot of people over to the merch booth we'll go with that so we'll stand there after the show and i'll just shout out hey free dick pics uh, <laughs> they get very confused but they definitely understand you know hey what the hell you know well say i was loving the neon ties too so you guys buy those and you said you how did you do those so yeah we have a we have a distributor that that makes those for us um and then uh, we're working on uh actually getting them screen printed with our logo on them uh, that's a we make all of our own merchandise uh, yeah. on our own typically, or uh, if not a direct distributor. So uh, we handle everything first party. So we're working on designing that. Uh, initially, we kind of came up with the idea for our video shoot, did the shoot, and uh, and decided to wear that for our EP release, and it went over really well. And everybody was asking where they could get one, so I was like, well, I guess we better get in on that. Yeah. Uh, so we just ordered a whole bunch of them in, and and now we still got to start the production. But okay, well, I'm gonna have to check out. Tell us where to find those at. So far at a show. <laughs> at a show. So far at a show. So you're not going to be shipping or anything like that right now? I can. We probably can figure that out. That's not typically a problem. We do have a, a separate website specifically just for stuff you can order like that. Um, I'll probably go through and set up our band camp pretty soon once we have everything ready. That will be fantastic. And um, please always share these things with us because we'll promote it. We'll get it out oh, there for you. Awesome. <laughs> so uh, we talked briefly also about the cancer benefits that you have got. you guys have done. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about those. Well, I'll so say the first show we ever did was a cancer benefit for a, a local musician that, that we knew. Uh, his name was Ryan Preston. Yeah, Ryan Preston. Uh, he okay. was the guitar player and singer for a band called Overthrown. And oh, my God, that man was phenomenal. Phenomenal yeah. guitarist. Insane. They Insane. got the uh, story that uh, Ryan shared with me before he passed away that they actually got to go all the way to the UK and open up for Megadeth. Oh my goodness, that is yeah. epic! 
It was wow. Uh, we raised what, like five grand for him that day? Yeah, it was fifty five hundred dollars that we raised that day. We yeah, raised, it was fifty five hundred. Uh, it was really good. That went to co covering a lot of his treatment for a long time. Unfortunately, he did lose his battle last year. Um, oh, I'm sorry. It was a it was a, a tough time for everybody that, that knew him. Um, we've got a lot of friends in the area, and so did yeah. he. And uh, it just it, it affected the whole music community in Louisville. It did. Right. We had lost Randy Chandler too. That is true, and that's actually the uh, the song that we we wrote with the video for. Trust me, is uh, is dedicated to both those guys. Um, Randy Chandler uh, was a a guitar player in a in a group called the Les Masters Band, and uh, during a live performance, he suffered from a heart attack and passed away. Um, oh, around the same time as, as Ryan Preston did at the same time. So uh, it was just. Uh, so it was were, back to back. Pretty close. Pretty yeah. Close. Oh, pretty wow. Close. That's really tough. And then, uh, the other benefits we did, we did the one for your wife. We played at her benefit. Yeah, she uh, I ran a benefit for my wife. Um, she suffers from um, a, a, a genetic disorder that runs in their family um, and it mm. causes the body to be uh, incapable of suppressing tumors. So any blood, bone, um, any tissues of the body have the ability to develop cancer. And she is 99.9% .9 likely to develop it in her lifetime. So we have to run scans full inside and out every year just to main sh make sure we don't see anything developing. That's the only way to catch it. Yeah. <laughs> And then the last, the last benefit we just did here recently was for Kids Cancer Alliance in yep. Louisville, Kentucky. They mm -hmm. operate in Louisville and Lexington, and they they help the kids the once they've been diagnosed, the, and they they help the whole family. So if somebody needs their electric bill paid because they're spending all the money on treatment for the child, they need an electric bill or food in the house or something. It's not just for the child; it's also for the family member, right? So, and, well, you never know. And I'm speaking from experience. Like I said before, when you and I talk, when you guys and I talked before we started recording, um, I spent five and a half months in Children's Hospital and I lived there. I would not leave with my firstborn son. Mm -hmm. um, and he was diagnosed with a brain tumor. It was very aggressive called medulloblastoma. And so living at a hospital, seeing what they go through. Um, not just the children, but the families, because, mm. wow, it's it's intense. And it is so expensive for those hospital stays, the transportation, the all of that back and forth, all of those expenses, and then trying to take care of things at home as well. It is, if, if there's anything anybody can do to help with that, whether it be financially or just putting in some volunteer work of, hey, let me go take care of that for you. You know, anything like that is absolutely, um, it is indescribable of the feeling that you can get, that you do get when um, some of that pressure is taking off of you. Mm -hmm. So that is amazing that you guys do that. If um, you have any referrals posted in our comments later on this show, and so now we're going to get off the heavy a bit. Thank you guys for discussing that with us. Um, Sorry, Nina. <laughs> thank you. Um, and we send the love to everyone, all the losses. That's that's mm -hmm. always tough. Um, so I see that you guys just uh, on a great note, I see you guys just promoted um, your new album release not too long ago, correct? There's EP. Right. 
February 18th. February the 18th, and we did a release party at Louisville Billiards Club, and it was a hell of a night. It really was. <laughs> oh, details. You can't just leave it there. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, the crowd was just electric. It was one of the it was one of the best shows that you'd see for a all original group, uh, all original act in single night. It was just amazing. It was, I'd say it was packed house. It, it, it really was. was. House. Fabulous. Especially right now because Louisville is probably better known because of the, the cover bands in the area. And there's a lot of cover bands and, mm-hmm. and tribute bands. Yeah. And tribute bands mm-hmm. at that. Right. I mean, whenever, uh, and then also on top of the big heavy metal acts, there's a there's a huge underground for heavy metal in Louisville. And Ooh, that's good to know. <laughs> that's my thing. <laughs> I mean, a huge uh, underground, but for the size of the crowd that was there that night, it was it was pretty close to packed house. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. I mean, even uh, like our our last song after we played that show, the last song in the set, we decided um, that needed to be recorded. So. Uh, we came here today to get that done. It was just amazing to see the crowd's reaction on that one. It's uh, probably our heaviest song to date. Uh, yeah. Well, we just recorded two of the songs that we played last. That's true. That's like two of the heaviest songs we got. Yeah. yeah, two of the heaviest songs that we got, we just laid down today. So be looking for that when it comes out. <laughs> oh, nice. Do you have teasers on the names of those songs yet? Um, yeah. The first one would be Quietest. And the second one is so far gone. Um, Damn, you guys are so easy. I wasn't expecting an answer on that. <laughs> that well, so those aren't exactly like hidden songs. We play those live, and we've been playing them for a little bit, but we haven't been able to record them. However, we do have two new ones that we're finishing the writing process for that may or may not also be being worked on to be recorded as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, so another little teaser. Okay. So I noticed that you had your video out for... Is it called? It's called Trust Me. Trust Me. Okay. Um, I was, you guys, I'm into like the neon greens right now. And everything, your video is amazing. I love it. (laughs) So who produces your videos? Who did your production? That video was done by Everest Studios. It's actually just another local kid here in town. It was shot in a barn. um, And you would really. Absolutely. You would never know. Let's let's describe this barn a little better. It, it was insane. So, in the middle of nowhere, Indiana, probably eighteen late eighteen hundreds built barn. If I had to guess, yeah, falling apart. Um, yep. 23 25 degrees outside. No heat. No heat. No heat. No heat. You guys sound like day. you were in Alabama. <laughs> From what I gather, Alabama's warmer. Well, yeah, you know, our winters are kind of brutal, dude. Yeah, so, <laughs> it turned out to be on the second floor of said old barn, um, inside this little spot where he had uh made his own little makeshift cube for shooting videos, and it was it was amazing, to yeah. be honest. Um yeah. the the cold was absolutely brutal, but um it almost kind of added to the to the video. So if you pay attention, you see where the the heat of your breath is actually making like vapor. Yeah. That's not an effect. That's really happening because it's that cold. But you would you would never know based on that video. And he did a great job. Production oh, was amazing. Job. So he did lighting and everything. Um, well, he has lighting. We use some of ours as well. Our lights. We yeah. use some of our lights. That we I love the lighting and the um. The, the effects in the video was cool. 
Yes, I'm it not, really I'm is not going to lie. Yeah. I was wondering about <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to pop yeah, in. <laughs> no, no, the, the breath in the video is really cool, and I noticed that. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's real or fake. Oh, it's uh, real. It's real. No, no, yeah, it's pretty cool. Let's, let's, let, I want to play the song right now. Let's check it out. Let's let you guys continue the conversation. But that, that was, uh, I'm glad you covered that so I didn't have to ask it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, producer.
done. I love that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. So, yeah, quick yeah. question: Who's your lyric? Who who does the lyric writing? Uh, mostly myself. Um, mm -hmm. I get a lot of input from the guys as well. Yeah. So I'm I'm constantly like, hey, what about this? What about this? And or, teamwork. Uh, yes. Yeah. Eventually, in the end, it's all teamwork, especially when we get to the studio because the recordings you put down in the studio, it, it doesn't lie. And then you're like, you know, maybe we should change something. Yeah. It's a lot of times we end up simplifying things too. Yeah. Once we get here to the studio, just to make it sound cleaner. Well, yes. And then so that we can play it in the future that way. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it turns out like, well, we play with three guitars, which is already insane. Um, <laughs> and we're, we're in awkward tunings on top of that. So at any given point, either I'm in drop G on a seven string baritone. He's on drop a, he's in drop C, uh, we just kind of make it all work and blend it all together. And by the time we hit the studio, things things just get changed and simplified to just breathe better. Yep. Yeah. Uh, not to mention, we have an awesome producer, Jordan Bailey. He's oh, he's so good. He, he does. Good he's produced. Uh, he was uh, probably the first heavy. We're the first heavy project I think he's ever took on because he's done a lot of like Christian bands. And country. And, and country and stuff yeah. like that. And then we had come up here and cut some songs before and this guy just does an amazing job and he's, he's, he's had a blast with it. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, so, sure. uh, another question that I had to ask that I want to ask is when, you know, so many people got separated during COVID and, you know, they were having to do their own thing like online. Have you guys been fortunate enough to be able to get together? Um, Oh yeah. Besides having to do everything online, yeah, so you we get also, to work together pretty often. We yeah. we actually well, we, formed during COVID. Yeah, we formed during COVID. Um, okay. We've been together every week since we started. Yeah. Wow, uh, that's impressive. That is amazing. For a while there, um, there were places that were having shows and didn't give a shit. So there was a lot of stuff that we were able to go do and have a lot of shows during yeah. COVID because they didn't care. Yeah, our first that's year, great. You know, yeah, that is that time. is great. I mean, we it's a different. Yeah, right. I guess we live in. Yeah, we're, we're able yeah. to do that. They had some restrictions, like you know, mask mandates and you know, staying at your table and things. It was a little different than your average show, but not total yeah. separation though. I mean, not I, total. I think, yeah, I think a lot of other states had yeah. that where it was uh, much more strict. We've been that fortunate here in Alabama as well. Have you good? Uh, good. Yeah, yeah. So I was just curious if it was about the same or if you guys were on the, the really strict restrictions. No, it's it's kind of hit, hit or miss, to be perfectly honest. I mean, some shows you'd have a really good turnout, some not so much. It's, it's That's true. Luck of the draw. Um, right. I, do think, I do think it's reduced, reduced crowds no matter what. That's true. Uh, exactly. Well, you know. There's I'm also sorry. the thing is, um, I mean, you're probably going to see more or less people staying home on a Saturday night because when it comes to a Friday night, especially in Louisville, people's worked all week and they're ready to get out and blow off some steam on a Friday night. Uh -huh. and they're probably going to, you know, we've so, had, had so, hitting your local venues. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've seen better turnouts here recently on Friday nights than we have Saturday nights. Mm -hmm. Guys, people like nonpoint motionless and white. They're, um, they're, they're all doing these smaller, I mean, they're doing the festivals and things as well, yeah. but I have noticed that they're doing the smaller venues Oh yeah. Um, and getting a packed house and then pulling in all that money versus trying to pack a huge place and having all the restrictions that people may or may not want to come and oh. or it may get canceled where with smaller venues, you actually have 
a better turnout because people oh, are sure. like, we're, yeah, over, we're over this, you know. We just saw non point in Indianapolis at the Emerson Theater, and yeah. it's one of those smaller venues. And like, yeah, you said, it's nice. uh, Black Top Mojo is doing the same thing. We oh, right. yeah. Black Top Mojo, we opened Emerson, up for yeah. them. Yep, and it was, that is it fabulous. was anyway. um, let's see, we got. We're playing with Smile Empty Soul in May. Yeah, Smile Empty Soul. We're going. To I was fixing to ask. Give us the information on your upcoming shows. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah we have some good ones coming up. Um, we're not doing as heavy as we did last year. Um, trying mm-hmm. to be a little bit more picky, especially because our first year we were just trying anything and everything we could take. Uh-huh. Uh, this year we're trying to focus more on on things that are outside of of hometown. Uh, right. With more nationals. Yes, yeah. and, and and more more nationals. Last year we played with. Um, the, lonely the lonely ones, blacktop mojo, co-op, co-op which um, is Alice Cooper's son. Uh huh. Yep. Um, so, well, sunflower dead. Sunflower dead. Yeah. Played with John Karabi, plush. Kip Winger. Kip Winger. We, so, we, what we, made you guys decide to start a band during COVID? Was it just because you needed that outlet, that musical outlet? It's this their guy. Probably yeah. <laughs> 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 back in the beginning. Um, I years ago I played in a country band. And now, obviously, in a much heavier project. Mm-hmm. But, uh, years ago, I played in a country band, and um, I'd kind of stepped away from music for a while because we got real close to being signed by Big Machine Records. Wow. And, of course, uh, the times had took and, uh, mm-hmm. turned around on us, and we was like, well, okay. So I kind of stepped away for a while and swore off music for a while, and then I'd met my latest girlfriend and she found out that I knew how to play guitar and I started playing for her and she was just kind of like, well, I think when she started pushing me back into it. Oh, and that's great when you have that encouragement. So she, she pushed me back into, you know, my long time love affair with music. And eventually me and this guy linked up through a, 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 mutual, con- friend. a mutual friend and we started jamming together with that mutual friend and then it kind of morphed. And then we had met Jordan through a uh, Craigslist ad. Craigslist ad. Yeah, I met these guys through a Craigslist ad. They were looking for a bass player and a singer. So I auditioned for both. Um, and uh, they said I could play guitar because I was better at that, which is true. <laughs> um, so uh, they added the three guitar player we had uh chris on bass for the longest time he actually just stepped out after the release of the ep and we, um, we gained okay. pat here we gained pat mr he's, Patrick, he's just off camera I, i'm just way over here hold on there's a guy hello yeah it's me right here hey something <laughs> happened i'm trying to come yeah. back are oh, you there there you are right there. Yep. can you see us okay yeah something happened in glitch okay that's weird. Yep. So, so Pat joined uh, right after the EP release, and we had to shoot the video the next week. So uh, within like two days of practice, he learned the song. Um, he learned the song and <laughs> stepped in, and he's killed it ever since. Yep. And he's been a regular fill-in guy for a long time for whenever we had musicians that are busy because uh, if you know anything about bass players and drummers, they're hard to find, and so they're, yeah. every band in, in town shares the same ones. Ah. Um, <laughs> Our drummer, he's a busy man. He's in like six bands, and, oh, and wow. it, it it gets crazy. But he's a he's a really awesome drummer, yeah, and hell guy too. Oh yeah, one hundred percent hell of a guy. Hell of you gotta guy. be a hell of a multitasker as well. Absolutely. <laughs> we got we got to keep calendar straight. It's really difficult. It, um, there's a lot of other there's a things that's got to happen. There, there's a lot of uh, communication that's got to right. happen. And, and as active as we are, it's 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 required. 
Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. It, it just helps to all be on the same page and, and kind yeah, of have the same mentality in it. We're all very serious about what we're doing here. I'm going to want to make it something for what it is. And, and I think it shows, I mean, uh, from a band from nowhere in, in the start of 2020 to where we're at now, this EP came out a month ago and it's already about to hit 20,000 streams on Spotify alone. Yeah. I saw that. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Last week we just passed 15 K. Yeah. You know, I, I think the one thing that we've all noticed is the steady growth. It's not like it's overnight and, and we look forward to, um, continuing to grow this and continuing to move forward and, and working with each other yeah and and having a lot of fun doing this because i think that's the biggest thing we do is we have fun oh for sure um, have, you've seen with our facebook posts and the bullshit we do i do, I do. No, i actually <laughs> ran across you guys on a stripper pole on the back of our van so <laughs> yeah i found you guys through george and shenanigans her name is Bona Lisa. She likes to cause some trouble. We, we, get a, we get some great comments on that, or people taking pictures with it all the time every time we go to a show. Well, I mean, um, dick pics and stripper poles. I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> when you're touring, it's great. Every car slows down to try and kick it. And the idea was put our shirt on the skeleton so that it's got skipping stone shirt on. Right. Oh, uh, this thing left and right. Oh, yeah. It's perfect. Right. That perfect. is amazing. Talk about your advertising. <laughs> Why not? I, I mean, mean the, the that's incredible. That we probably seen. We were in Chicago. We went toured. Uh, we toured to, to Chicago, and uh, mm -hmm. the police there. When we was on the freeway heading headed to the venue, police were kind of zooming up real close. And <laughs> <laughs> the, pictures, the cops was. I'd say they were on that radio going, hey, there's a, you know, skeleton on the strip. <laughs> Is this legal? I don't know yet. Hold on. <laughs> so I want you guys to tell me real quick, uh, do me some rundowns on your, the album that you just dropped. Give us some new songs um, to just kind of I know you just dropped Trust Me. We just played that video. Amazing, by the way. Thank I've you. seen that something else just released as well, right? Not video-wise. No, uh, not video. It was the audio on Spotify, correct? Well, well, the whole so EP. The, the whole EP dropped. Yeah. Oh, the whole EP dropped um, on Spotify. That's so right. Our first song on that EP is called Monster. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, I don't know. What, what, how would you describe that? You had written the lyrics for that one fully. and you, uh, It's a... Uh, it's an interesting song. It's kind of like talking about changes in yourself over time in a uh, in, in understanding the beast that you are and just accepting it. Um, it. It can be spun either positively or negatively. Just it depends on how you're feeling at the time. The whole goal is just unleash the beast. It's it's a, mm -hmm. one of our slower but really not slow songs it's really it, it's a groove it's a groove it, yeah. you get into it and it, it it holds its own groove the ending is just like so chaotic it's it's like uh queens of the stone age on acid but heavier oh. <laughs> unleashing the beast <laughs> so what's the, what's the we got on there next would be uh is trust me is trust me yeah they might grab it and then uh, third is Never Die, which is uh, seems to be our most popular song. That one accounts for half of our streams. Um, okay. Personally, it's my favorite one to play. It's got the most trickiest riff out of all of them. It's brutal. I made, I made some drummers mad. We went through quite a few drummers with that song. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, they would sweat. It counts funny 
um, because it starts off normal and then it switches to the off beats and then it goes right back in. And that's just the main riff. So uh, I, I tell the drummer, like, pick a beat, stay there and don't move and we'll follow you. Um, but when Jose stepped in, it just it gave that whole song a new life. It was like I like you gave all of it. Our songs, yeah, that is really. true. That is true. He's a really technical player, he's phenomenal. I mean, he is. I mean, a lot of them, and songs, he does vocals, and he, and he <laughs> sings as well. I mean, on top of that, you know, coming into the studio and watching him play on this EP, a lot of those songs he played in one take. Yep, he didn't. Wow, um, yeah, he's, he didn't. He played in one shot. That was that was amazing to watch. That's yeah. impressive, it really is. Yeah, it's, it's insane what that man can do. Patrick, I feel like you're creeping back there. I know you're Wait. there, but I can't see you. You know what? And that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you're here enjoying this whole thing. I'm good. I'm good. He's just the bass player. I'm just a bass player, man. They never recognize a bass player. We, so are, we are giving you much love, Patrick. I had yeah, to call you, you out back there. You. You know, thank last you. time we were at a show, uh, normally Tom's uh, girlfriend, Amanda, comes with and she helps us with the merch booth, but yeah. she couldn't be there that time. Uh-huh. Um, so I came up to Pat and I told him, I said, Pat, um, uh, we're going to promote you to Merch Girl tonight. Yeah, see? <laughs> you can't buy love like that, okay? I mean, you, can't, you can't do it. You can't do it. What's after uh, Never Die? Yeah, what's after Never Die? Never Die goes to Call Me Daddy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. It's a goofy song. It was written intentionally to be funny. Um, uh-huh. So it... It started off with like a, a goof on like crazy bitch, but like a, a different version with a really simple riff was the goal just to make it goofy. And then right at the end, when we were actually in the studio recording that one, Amanda, Tom's Tom girlfriend, girlfriend. Uh, we had the funniest idea. And we're like, what if we made this like, you know, like a, a cheap sex joke, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, <laughs> so she can be heard, heard at the end, giving Tom shit. Um, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny oh my god i've got to give her a hug when i see her that's great <laughs> it was a good idea we tried to it get was her a great idea now. she won't do she it. won't yeah. yeah she won't get up on the stage she won't come on wifey you gotta start doing it <laughs> uh, let's see after call me daddy is wither which is our our cancer dedicated song yeah. um, yes it's our f you to cancer that's yeah nice right thing. Oh, I'm going to say it. Fuck cancer. There you go. Hashtag fuck cancer. It's our big fuck you to cancer. Yeah, I've lost quite a few family members. I know quite a few other people that have. And and when I met these guys, they had the music for it. They just didn't have any vocals or or melody in place. Um, And so it was the first thing we wrote together, I think, in our first practice. Yeah, we wrote. That was the first one. Then we wrote Nothing after that, which the, the song called Nothing, we had... We wrote that one, but it's not out yet. It hasn't been laid down in the studio. But and then the uh, well, uh, getting back to the the discography yeah. of this, yeah, Red is our last song on this. Uh, Jordan this album. came with that, and Jordan brought that to the table. Yeah, I wrote uh, that one a few years back, actually. Yeah, he um, brought that to the table. Red is a uh, is a song all from the heart. Um, it is uh, as a, as a single father, I was um, I, I had kids as. At, as early as 15 um, mm-hmm. when my daughter was born uh, married for five years we split up um, and I moved halfway across the country to follow my kids and this song is really kind of talking about the struggles of being that every other weekend dad um, and fighting to be able to see your kids and stuff and it was just agony yeah 
I have noticed that the rights for fathers, um, and I, I touch on the deep subject, so it's what I'm going to do. If you guys aren't comfortable with it, just say so. <laughs> but the the rights for fathers not being able to see their children just as much as the mothers, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it, uh, it, it, that's, that's so hard. It's rough. Yeah, it's you've really got crazy. dads out there that want to see their kids, that want to be there for their kids, and because I, yeah, mom is in a petty mode or something, you know. It's, I fought for probably five years, probably close to forty thousand dollars in lawyer fees and going to court, and yeah. I got absolutely nowhere. Well, yeah, that you, brings more awareness to that situation, and there is groups out there that actually helps with that. Um, I know personally here in Alabama, we have a couple that does amazing work for <clears> fathers' <throat> rights. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's it's something that does need to be touched on and talked about more because, you know, we have the women's rights and we have, you know, the mother gave birth, but that father helped bring that child into the world, too. You well, know? And there, there are a lot of dads out here like Jordan that want to be involved with their kids. Yeah, right. There, there's personal conflict with the moms is getting in the way of that. And that's not that's not right for the kids, that's, that's not right for the families in general. And, right. And, if people would kind of put down the pettiness for just a minute and look at it and go, okay, you know what? This is not about me. What's best for our child. That's the best thing for these kids. Right. And it's so hard for some people to do it. I don't know why. It is. Co-parenting is not an easy thing to do, but when you are an adult and a parent, then that needs to be made priority. Cause once you have children, then, you know, yourself is kind of put on the back burner. Yep, and yeah. your kids come first. That's that, that is true. I, yeah. I just had another one here. I, I remarried um, back in uh, 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife Erica and I just had our first baby, Rebel. Um, Congratulations! She, thanks. She is four months old now, and uh, and I miss her greatly all the time. We oh. stay, I stay very busy with with the music stuff, and and I really appreciate my wife. Um, for all the encouragement that she has and allows me to do all this. I know it's, it takes a lot. A spe- it takes a special significant other wife or girlfriend to understand, you know, when you're with a musician, it, and this is like a second job. It, it really it, is. It really mm-hmm. is it's a second job. There's some nights that I, I've come home before and, and she, she already knows that I've got to go pretty well, go to work and, I spent a lot of late nights on the phone with these guys, you know. It takes a lot of work to keep this machine. Well, we also, yeah, yeah. I would say we're also yeah. always in constant contact with each other, trying to figure out what our next move is, what oh, we're yeah. moving to, what we're doing. It's yeah, it's um, more than just that too. As business partners, and, we're friends, right? Right, exactly. I mean, there's probably nights that we just, you know, instead of talking business, there's just random bullshit shooting <laughs> dumb <Yeah. laughs> with each other. Oh, yeah. You have to have that, though. I mean, you, oh, yeah. Right. You be able to blow off the steam. Right. You got to be able right. to blow off the steam. There. It, it's the balance. You got to learn how to balance it. Well, here's the thing. If you want a successful partner, then you're going to have to give them the space to do their to do their thing. That's mm-hmm. You know, that's that's important. You give it each other your ways. space. It, it, yeah, it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. You give each other your freedom and space to be yourselves and support each other. So it's Marriage is a teamwork. It's the, marriage is yeah. Marriage is supposed to be teamwork. She had come from a music background. Her dad's a musician, so she she really gets it. I mean, that's great. So, yeah, my dad always said music was a disease. It runs in the blood. It does. My dad was a singer of an '80s hair metal band. Uh, my brother is in school for his PhD in musical composition. Um, it's it's your dad. Yeah. Your dad is. Fantastic, phenomenal, music, phenomenal musician. And uh, my dad, of course, though, he wasn't a musician, but he put it in my blood from an early age with bands like 
uh, Slayer, Pantera, mm -hmm. Dokken, Motley Crue, stuff like that. So right from the get-go, I mean, I was brought up on the hair metal stuff. And as time... Oh, you you're 80s baby or 70s, 80s? I was born in 88. Oh. You must think you really baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, no y'all shut up because I was born in 78. <laughs> I was born. I was born in '88, uh, and then of course, <laughs> probably from an early early age of you know five years old, I can remember back to bands like Def Leppard and uh, Journey being played in the house, and right. Black, uh, Black Sabbath and stuff. So, <laughs> the good I mean, stuff. the good stuff. The good and stuff. Oh, yeah. I was brought up on that. Of course, my dad never played, so I guess that's where he was like, "I guess I'm glad you picked it up." Yeah, he's like, "I can't play." Like so, <laughs> oh, yeah, that brings back some nostalgia. Well, guys, it is 630 and we have to cut it off here. I want you guys to give me your links, your any information you want your fans to know. We're going to get this aired out on Radical Online Radio. Oh, sure, sure. Um, so our <laughs> at or find us on just about any platform is at Skipping Stone Official uh, for Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok. We're, we're all the same there, except for. Twitter because they're a pain in the ass and they don't let, they don't let me do limited characters so that one's Skipping Stone KY mm -hmm. Kentucky. Um, mm -hmm. uh, if you want to find everything in one place, uh, you can either go to our Facebook or you can just go to Linktree slash Skipping Stone. Uh, it's L I N K T R dot E E slash Skipping Stone, and that puts all of our links in one place, including our web store, merchandise, uh, websites. If you want to keep up on shows, all of our socials, one spot. That's fantastic. And we really appreciate you guys coming on tonight. Um, you guys were really, really cool about coming on. I was just like, hey, would you like to? And you're like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. That was that was epic. Yeah. So thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you. Everybody go check them out. Um, Skipping Stone. The new song is Trust Me. And there's the album right there. They gave yep. you all the links. Thank you, Pantheon, for your sponsorship. Everybody, go and hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube for us as well. And these guys, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, follow. Peace out. Rock on. Rock on. Much love. Thank you. Later. Production guy, where you at? <laughs> Uh-oh. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>
the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.